Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Female serial killers are nowhere near as common as their male counterparts. Eileen Wuornos killed seven men between 1989 and 1990. She was the tenth woman in the United States and the second in Florida. Florida to be executed since 1976, the United States Supreme Court decision restored capital punishment. Join us as we discuss one of the most notorious serial killers of all time. series on serial killers. Uh, this is the third episode in our true crime series. Uh, it's brand new-ish, third episode. We select a different serial killer each episode, discuss the evidence, the crimes committed, everything we can find on these crimes. Needless to say, due to the nature of what we'll be discussing, it's not suitable for people aged under 18 or of a sensitive or nervous disposition. We'll always try and treat these crimes with tact and respect as the victims. Uh, it's important to note the victims are real people, real families, real communities which have been affected. You can find all our podcasts and series on our YouTube channel in video format, as well as audio download on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, uh, Acast, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn Radio. During these shows, you'll find interviews, podcasts, and content and all sorts of subjects. Shows on mental health, football, films, TV, wrestling, music, conspiracy theories, serial killers, and much, much more. So for the third episode of this series, we're going to look into the brutal and depraved murders by Eileen Wuornos. To join me to take this trip into the depraved, scary, and brutal world of serial killers, I'm pleased to welcome Reese back to the show. Welcome, buddy. You're right. Hello, Sai. All good, mate. Yeah. So Eileen Wuornos was um, obviously there was that that film with uh, Charlize Theron in where she did she got she won an Academy Award for it. She was really really good in it. She looked like a she acted like a yeah. just like scary. You forgot you were watching a film uh, at points. Um, like she, Eileen Wuornos, she killed seven people <coughs> in a year. So, despite him not being as much uh, as many people as like yeah, Doctor Shipman or yeah, uh, Dharma, it you know it was in a short space of time. So, uh, and she was scarier than both of them. Oh, she would. She's. If you've seen like some of the interviews, oh, were really really unsettling, isn't they to watch. I- out of all the serial killers, she she gives me the tingles. One of the worst. Mm, she's her uh, and Charles Manson. They're like scary she, people. 
see, Charles Manson was just like, he was like this guy who just wanted like chaos and just, yeah, he, I know what you mean, he's, he's really unsettling. Yeah, you can see the way. devil in him like this. Mm. You know, Look, you can see evil. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know, they the just come Dammon, across. Harold Chipman. You don't see evil in them. You know no. they are, but you don't, even Ted Bundy, you know, any, all them, you don't see the evil in them. If you did, they wouldn't have got away with it so much. Yeah, they're, they're, like, they're all quite charismatic, aren't they? And yeah, uh, or, or, you, know, you, see them, normal. you see them speak, you can see how they got people under their sort of ruse to get them to come back to the yeah. house or to the car. Like you look at Wernhoff and Mansion, they're there. They don't even have to speak. You've just got to look at their eyes. And it, yeah, she's it, got that look. She chills. Right. So let's go through. She's, so it's going to be about an hour of the show. It's, um, so she was born in Michigan, 1956. She had a Finnish-American mother. Um, her mum, though, was 14 years old when she married uh, her father, which is odd. What did um, he like? 15, 16? Yeah, he was six. All right, yeah, okay, I got you. So she, they got married real young, which I suppose it's unusual, but I mean. Yeah, what, because she was time. having her? Yeah, I think. Or she, she was her? Pregnant or with her, just trying to see there. And then I know she had uh, a brother, didn't she? Yeah, she had a brother. Um, but after less than two years of marriage, Two months before Eileen was born, she filed for divorce. So she wasn't pregnant when they got married, but they got, she was pregnant like by a couple of years yeah. later. But then she That's filed like for he divorce. When she was born. Yeah, he, um, so the father was incarcerated at the time of the birth. Uh, he, Lee, Leo Dale Pittman was diagnosed with schizophrenia, um, but he was also later convicted of sex crimes against children. Uh, he eventually committed suicide by hanging himself in 1969. So, yeah, it sounds like it doesn't go into too much detail, but it sounds like there was something going on. The white, the guy was mentally ill, um, but had also committed crimes against his children. And Eileen's mum got out of the situation. Um, but then it gets worse for Eileen, doesn't it? Yeah. So she, when she was uh, when she was almost four years old, sorry, uh, Eileen was abandoned by or the, all the children were abandoned by the mum. She left them with the maternal grandparents, and they legally adopted uh, Keith and Eileen, was the brother's name. Um, so they went to live with the grandparents, which we've heard that story already in this this series with the. Um, with Dharma, wasn't he? He was with yeah. the grandparents because the parents basically fucked off. Um, like, but I'm not the, implying that it's the grandparents' fault, but yeah. it's like... But Dharma, his grandmother was nice and decent, wasn't she? Yeah. I Whereas in Wernos, didn't her grandfather abuse her? Yeah, I think so. Let's get to that now then. So, by the age of 11, Jesus... She was already engaging in sexual activities in school in exchange for things like cigarettes and drugs and food, which to me, that's crazy, mate, because like 11, that's, that's primary last year of primary school. That is frightening in itself. 
because yeah. there was no, you know, we said before on many occasions, there was no internet and stuff like that to influence that type of behaviour. So you, to me, uh, if she's doing that at 11, that says to me definitely that there was something going on at home for her to even know, you know, what she's doing. And you know what I mean? It's like yeah. at 11, you wouldn't be thinking about those things. Um, so she said that her grandfather was an alcoholic who had sexually assaulted her and beaten her when she was a child. Uh, but before beating her, he would force her to strip out of her clothes. Uh, at age 14, she became pregnant, having been raped by an accomplice of her grandfather. She gave birth to a boy at home, uh, at a home for unwed mothers. Um, but the child was placed up for adoption. A few months after her son was born, she dropped out of school. So, like... She had a lot of issues by the time she was 15. She'd, her father had killed himself. Her mother had left them. The grandfather and his mates were sexually assaulting her. She'd become pregnant and given her son away all by the age of 15. Like, that's a lot of strain on a child's mental health. Do you know what I mean? That's going to break anyone. Uh, even as an adult, she turned out to be no child should have yeah. been through that. No, mate. Let's face it. <clears throat> that 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 period from eleven to fifteen, or a bit older, a bit younger to fifteen. <clears throat> that's what that's going to have had a big influence on how she turned out, because that would have broken her. From that point on, she had no chance of. I, I think from the age of four, she would have been broken and never turning her back on her. You know, when yeah. my little girl's four now, mate, and how loving they are towards their parents and things like that. Fuck me. Yeah, it's, I, like we said. I couldn't even imagine. Could never, I could never imagine, like, turning my back on my kids anyway, but like. Oh. But like, well, I'll never be able. Even to my ex, her turning her back on me, I could never imagine it. I know she never would, like, but it, it would it would break my girl's heart. It's it's a weird one, and I've like I've never really been able to get my head around it. But then I've never really been able to get my head around parents who like hurt their kids or abuse yeah. their kids. I don't understand it. I got like no idea how that can be a factor or become like a thing it just it baffles me and it upsets me when i think about it because like as a parent and a father and stuff you're like you know what the fuck is wrong with people yeah like i know we all get angry we have moments we'll shout at our kids and things but the ones like you say who abuse them and hurt them and i i i can't i can't fathom how they can do it no like i can never really understand not just like your own kids. I've never been able to understand like adults who like hurt kids. And I know like generally like murderers and especially child murderers, they you know there's they're cut from a different cloth. They're not like you you know they're not like you and me. And I I get that. I'm not saying but what I'm I like I just don't I can't fathom it. I can't get. I just don't understand it whatsoever. Like like you say, I can understand losing your temper with someone. 
I can understand shouting at your kids and getting real. And I can understand being in a situation where people have got no money and they're struggling or single parents and they, you know, everything's on top and they're just, you know, they feel like there's no way out. I get all that, but I still don't get like hurting the kids or doing stuff. You just described my life there, mate, but fuck me, how can you hurt your kids? How can you hurt any child? It makes no sense to me. Don't get me wrong, I bet every single parent has thought, I'd love to smash the crap out of you now, you little bugger. You're not going to. Yeah, it's just... Your kids will push you to your limit. You know, that's that's what they do. That's what they're good at. They love it. But... Push that that button. How how can you not fucking love the adorable little shits? (laughs) (laughs) She, um... Yeah, so she dropped out of school around the step, sort of after she'd given and set up for adoption. Around the same time, her grandmother passed away of liver failure, um, which meant that when she was 15, her grandfather threw her out the house. So she had to begin prostituting herself out and living in the woods, basically, because she had no other options. So, like, that again... I don't want to be like super sympathetic because of what she goes on to do, but from just the, if you just take the portion of her childhood into consideration, it's fucking horrific. And like, what chance did she have as a human to you know to turn out as like a functioning decent human being? Like, what chance did she have? Because all she knows is abuse and. From the people closest to and sex. But that's all she knows. Like, yeah, from that's, like you say, your, your main job as a parent is to protect your child. And like watching well, my parents with my kids, I'm, I'm sure they love them more than they love me as a kid. I'm sure all grandparents love their grandkids more than they did their own kids. Yeah. I, watching my parents, I can't wait till I'm a granddad. Seeing them with my kids and that mate, it's fucking magic. But and like, then you've got her granddad doing, you can't even know. What well, the thing is, like kids, they learn off their parents, don't they? Yeah. So all she knew from four to fifteen was like abuse and alcohol and drugs and sex. All that's all she knew. So it's like, what else is she gonna do? Yeah, she got and kicked the, out of the house the, at fifteen. The underlying main lesson here, though, what she learns is, even the people you love don't care about you. Don't care about anything. Just don't care about life. No, it's all she learned. Yeah, just what she learned very, very early at the age of like eleven was that she could use her body to get, you know, she could do sexual things to get money and to get what she wanted and manipulate men, which comes into it a bit later on. But obviously, so she's 15, she's had to be going to prostitution and she's living in the woods, which is near her old home, which again, you know, pretty fucking horrific for a, a 15-year-old. So it wasn't long before she started. as well. No, I don't mean it in a sexist way, but... No, yeah. yeah. You know, girl having to be on her own in the woods. It's scary enough for anyone. Can you imagine just living in the woods? Without, like, you know, she hasn't got an iPhone to switch on the torch either. No, nothing. Just 
you. Fucking hell. And after everything so, she's been through, she knows she's there alone. Yeah. And the thing is, as well, mate, is <clears throat> when you've been through all that by the age of 15, and then you've got to go with, like, prostitution just to be able to feed yourself or whatever, it's not going to be long before you're in trouble with the police and having other issues. Yeah. Um, so, like, by the time she was eight or at 18, she was then arrested for driving under the influence of or DUI, I think it's like driving under the influence of alcohol, I think, isn't it? Because um, I think sure they, in America they... Fucking 50 or 60 felonies. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. If not, like, like you say, all the minor ones, though, that is a knock-on effect of what she got into. Yeah, she just... She goes on and on. And if you think by the time she's 18, they're getting arrested for a DUI, her mental health is completely at an all-time low. So, like, obviously, it's easy to say in hindsight that she's, you can see she's on the path to, to killing because it seems like a natural progression. But, like, it's easy to say that with hindsight, obviously. But, like, you know, she's going real quick. But then she, so she got arrested for a DUI and she also had a firing a gun from a moving vehicle. Um, and she didn't appear in court, so she was charged with failure to appear. But two years later, age 20, she hitchhiked to Florida and met a 69-year-old yacht, pres- yacht club president, Lewis Fell. Uh, they quickly got married. The announcement of the marriage was in the local newspapers, that sort of thing, equivalent of Facebook. Isn't it? Um, yeah. However... She continually involved herself in confrontations, at bars, fights, arguments. She was briefly in jail for assault. She hit him with his own walking stick, leading to him getting a restraining order against her within literally weeks of their marriage. Um, But that's all she knew. Do you know what I mean? That's how she'd seen her family behave. So, of course, she's going to behave like that to, you know, her husband. This is a really sad story, mate, in many but ways. It's like the the guy, like, you look at her, let's be fair, she's not a look at her, is she, at all? No, she's not great, but, but she's... it doesn't seem like she had a charming wit and personality about her. She's got the crazy, like, crazy and what, eyes. And would be, like, quite well off on that, the guy she snagged? Like well, I would imagine, sir, he was a president of a yacht club, so... Yeah. You know, he, be he must have had a pretty penny behind him, so... I'm not being funny. If you've got money, you can get hot women. Let's, let's all face facts, yeah? <laughs> what the fuck went on there? Ah, you say that, though, look at Wayne Rooney. Shout mm-hmm. friend. Yeah. I, 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 this, this is the same as people who are children. I can't fathom it, mate. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, he's one ugly fucker. But I still wouldn't go and fuck someone's nan. Not if I was a millionaire. No way. It's a bit weird, mate, isn't it? It's like, oh, I suppose whatever floats your boat, I guess. But, so, yeah, so she would, within months, she had a restra- he had a restraining order against her. Just like <laughs> literally after the marriage. Oh, not months, weeks. Is that charming wit and personality shining Jesus through? Christ. So she went back to Michigan then. Um, 
1976, <laughs> she was arrested uh, in Antrim County and charged with assault and disturbing the peace for throwing a cue ball at a bartender's head. You know, who hasn't been there? Um, <laughs> literally, what we were just talking about. The show. <laughs> we were just talking about that offer. Disgraceful. Uh, on July 17th, her brother Keith died. Um, and she received $10,000 life insurance, which uh, they annulled, the, uh, the husband and her annulled the marriage after nine weeks. Um, and then she was, and then again, she was arrested for drink driving. She used the money that she inherited from her brother to pay the fine and spent the rest, though the, within two, spent the rest of the £10,000 uh, $10,000, sorry. Uh, she spent the rest in two months buying luxuries, including a new car, which she wrecked straight away. Um, she just basically blew 10 grand on getting wasted buying shit. But uh, she was then arrested for armed robbery. Um, so let's skip through some of these because there's a long list of felonies. She's arrested for forging checks. She was named as a suspect in a theft of a gun and ammunition. She was arrested in Miami for car theft, resisting arrest, obstruction of justice, failing, provi- failing to provide ever identification. How much um, jail time did she actually do? Doesn't seem like she got jailed for any of this and stuff. Look at all how many fucking crimes. Yeah, it's ongoing. It's uh, like, Again, I don't mean this in a sexist way. You tell me a male in America who got a rap sheet like that who haven't done jail. Yeah. She, by 1986, uh, she was detained for questioning after a male companion accused her of pulling a gun and demanded $200. So, like, you can see the change there where she's not using sex anymore to try and get money. It's power now. It's about, like, she's using violence. Well, she's starting to threaten violence. I think get... it's more about power now, isn't it? Mm, I don't know. I don't know if it's power with her or if it's that's just that's just what she. Or maybe she used to be stunning. To know, she used to be stunning, so she could use sex as her power, and then she got into the drugs and everything, went ugly as fuck, and sex was no longer a power for her. Yeah, and she had to whip the gun out. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been out on a Saturday be... night, and if I didn't have that fifteenth pint. I wouldn't have yeah. slept who I did. They'd have had to whip the gun out. <laughs> but then, do you reckon it's just because that's all she knew? She all she knows is like sex or violence and drinking drugs. It, it's so, like, got to be, haven't it? Do you know what I mean? It's she's the only, like, she's the only go way that way. She's ever taught how to get what she wants. She was yeah. never taught manners or respect, or you you work for something, or you do this. It was taught sex, violence. Yeah. And drugs. And basically, it's like if you want something, take it type of thing as well. In you know, in both ways, she was she was taught like with it, like for instance, with a grandfather, it was like he wanted to whatever, so he did it. So she, like as a child as well, she's got to be thinking, well, that's what people must do because that's what kids do, isn't it? It's like yeah. they copy their parents. Do you know what I mean? And they copy the people they're around as children. So, like, if those people are swearing loads of time and stealing and doing all this shit, that's what they will do, naturally, because they 
mimic what they're around on a daily basis. Um, uh, around this time, she met a, a girl called Tyra Moore, who was a maid at a hotel or at a beach, uh, Daytona Beach gay bar. They moved in together and uh, Warner supported them with her earnings as a prostitute. Uh, the Daytona police arrested both of them at the bar for questioning regarding an incident in which they were accused of assault and battery with a beer bottle. 1988, March, she was accused, uh, accused, she accused a Daytona beach bus driver of assault. She claimed he, that he pushed her off the bus following a confrontation. Um, the woman, Tyra Moore, the woman she lived with, was listed as a witness in this incident. And up until her execution, Wernos claimed that she was still in love with Moore. Um, so that seems to be someone who she actually had genuine feelings for. Um, so let's move to the murders. Um, seven men were killed in a period of 12 months. Um, the first in 1989, November 30th, 1989. God, it doesn't... I thought it was earlier than that. Do you know? I thought it was like... No, for some reason I thought it was like 70s, 80s. No, 89 to 90. I know it was, because I said at the start, 89 to 90, yeah. but it was just, in my head, it's just my age, mate, I think. It, it's um, mad, so, isn't it? When you think the year 2000 was 20 years ago. Yeah. Can you remember yeah. like celebrating the millennium and stuff? Mm-hmm. And what a total yeah, fucking anti-climax it was. Fucking pile of shit. I hate New Year's yeah, Eve. Really. That was 20 years ago, man. It's crazy. I was. I went to a Manic Street Preachers gig in the Millennium Stadium and left an hour after I got there. Cause I ended just... up drunk in a house party in Panath with people I didn't know, and I was dressed as a nun. <clears throat> Excellent. It's another tangent we go off on. Um, yep. So, first victim was uh, Richard Malloy, who died on the 30th of November, 1989. He was an electronics store owner in Clearwater. Um, so he was a convicted rapist whom she claimed she killed in self-defense. Two days after he died, the deputy sheriff found his abandoned vehicle. And on December 13th, his body was found several miles away in the woods. He'd been shot several times. Two bullets in the left lung were found to have been the cause of death. It was on this murder that Wernos was initially condemned. Um, the next I say, it was a point blank range as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was no um no mass in. There's a reason to that. With every killing of her. It's... Yeah, and I think that's the power thing, isn't it? Yeah. Stand, standing over them and It's um, not like, you know, she's done a sneaky kill from behind. They say, you know, everyone was face on point blank range. Mm. She um I think this was uh because of the grandfather thing, this was her power over men. Yeah, it could be, couldn't it? Or maybe she went, maybe she tried, like she was using sex as a power over him. What if someone stopped that power with her? Yeah, I mean, like that guy was a convicted rapist. So what's to say like that maybe he did try and do so, you know, he did try and like rape her or he tried to do something and it was self-defense. But it triggered something. She got like a taste for it. She was like, oh, I got away with this. And I enjoyed it. And it gave me power or whatever, you know, whatever it may be. Um, So, yeah, I do wonder whether she got like a bit of a 
bit of a, I don't know if a taste for it's the right word, but, you know, a bit of a liking for it. Um, so the second person she killed, which was in June, June 1st, so that's, what are you talking, like a good seven months, eight months later, um, David Spears, age 43, who was a construction worker, um, on June 1st, 1990, his naked body was found alongside the Florida State Road 19 in Citrus County. He'd been shot, like you say, point blank range six times. And it's like, there was like a little eight-month eight gap, but the, the the kind of like brutality of the, the shooting from close range and overkill of like six times is, you know, it's plain to see. It's sadistic. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's the right the right term. Sadistic. It's, it's, it's not yeah. just a murder; it's a slaying. Yeah, it's like she's got a. Uh, I don't know if she's got a taste for the murder or a taste for the, the 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 kind of power aspect of it of standing over him. I'm pretty sure she she said in one of her interviews that she's always been lesbian. I'm not sure about that. I couldn't uh, couldn't come sure She said it in one of them. I may be wrong. Which is just know. you've never heard of her hurting a woman or anything like that towards a woman, but it's just it's weird. No, and she she said some freaky shit. Though. That's yeah. the problem. Is just picking out the sort of not sane stuff, but like the some of it was incom like completely incomprehensible. Some of the stuff she said, like it didn't make yeah, any sense. Wobble. But um, like her last words, which we'll get to in a sec. She's just she she was she was a bit of a like you know, a bit of a show show like show woman in that she she wasn't especially after she got arrested. You know, she wasn't afraid to... You, you just hit the nail on the head. After she got arrested, that's where I think the switch of power was. She couldn't use sex or violence anymore. So, so she maybe was, like, she was right. Maybe she was charming and witty and one of them. But as soon mm. as she realised, once that power was taken then, the power of violence, you know, the power of sex might have been taken from her somehow. Power of violence gets taken, what have you got next? All you can do then is leave a legacy. So she became that psychopath that she wasn't really, if you get me. Yeah, I think it's different. Like, she clearly was. Like oh, she was clearly fucking but in a box I think of when she got arrested, she's definitely played up on it. She's definitely, oh. like, embraced the notoriety that comes with it. Yeah. Um, and you can tell that by some of the stuff she says. Um. And, and it's the yeah. way she says it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those wide eyes. Yeah, like and you look at some of Dharma's interviews, and he's, like, quite calm and collective about it all, as if it's, you know, just his stamp collection. Yeah. They're all, they're just, they are, they're frightening people, mate. That's why you can't she is understand what makes people tick, because every single person is different. Yeah, and it's, and, like, me and you find it difficult to, like, you know, comprehend and understand because we wouldn't do it, and also because yeah, you say that in the way. There's many a day when I felt like going on Michael Douglas falling down. 
No, shooting some people. If I had a terminal illness, if I had a terminal illness, I've got a list. (laughs) (laughs) It gets added to daily. The thing is, though, it's like she or all these people. It's difficult to understand the the level of violence and abuse and stuff which they do and how they do it like some of the stuff which Dharma done was just fucking so messed up like with the injecting the hydraulic acid into the skull and do you know what I mean it's like even just thinking that stuff up let alone doing it him doing it absolute fucking raving psychopath I bet there's doctors who've like genuinely experimented with ways and things similar to that, thinking they're doing better. Yeah, but mate, it's a fine I, line, isn't it? There is a like fine Einstein line. Instead, it's that fine line between genius and crazy. Oh yeah, but like, like, like you listen to Wernos in her interviews and things, you can tell she's clever. She's fucking nuts, but you can see she's very street smart and very clever. Well, you don't... She would never have made it out alive from her life, like her early life and her childhood and living in the woods and stuff. If she wasn't street smart, no. she wouldn't have made it, mate. She'd have made it she was an old downfall. Yeah, maybe she went... Like, well, obviously she did go too far, but, like, maybe she... Like, not bought into her own hype as such, but, like, when she started killing and didn't get caught straight away, I do think that she sort of really got off on the the power aspect there, and I think that's where it changed from almost reactionary to the abuse that she had suffered. So, like, a lot of those early crimes, I think, were, like, almost, like, acting out because of the stuff that had happened to her. So she just in some ways, it's like revenge, isn't it? It's her way of getting revenge. Maybe it's like I'd like. They say like about people who've been victims of abuse. A lot of the time, it's about trying to get that power back, which has been taken away from you. Yeah. So like, the only way they know to get it back is violent sex. And that's why so often, not all the time, obviously, but like. Sometimes people who've been abused then go on to abuse, you know, people yeah. later in life. And because... you look at a few of the guys she killed, like the one who owned his own store and things, the other one, um, president of the yacht club. They were quite powerful people, should we say? Yeah, even if they weren't like super powerful in terms yeah. of like, you know, like politicians or whatever, or like governors, but they were like they were people bosses. of a higher stance than her. Yeah, well, certainly she, you know, she was living on the streets for a lot of the time, and she was prostituting herself out to make money. Um, That's so yeah, David's like back then. She couldn't have been the way she is in her interviews and all that, because no way would she have snagged these certain people. Then in those days, mate, do you think like like prostitution was more hidden back then? So maybe like no, not even that. I mean, kind the of way take, she take is and the person she is. Thing. The way she goes yeah, across, she is, the way she's, she's creepy. And... She's fucking. Maybe she wasn't mental. always like that. Do you think, like, you Imagine know, what we were just saying. With someone like that, <clears throat> you'd be fake numbering them, wouldn't you? Be like fucking someone out of Black Mirror, mate. 
But you, you know what? Um, your mates, get me out of here. Give me the call. Give me the call. You know, like what we were saying about she embraced like the um, like the notoriety and stuff. Is if she did do that and like thought, right, I'm gonna you know really play it up. Maybe the wide eyes and the the, the like the crazy crazy speak and the like the just the the acting like a psychopath if you like or like acting like the sort of stereotypical what people think serial killer yeah so she maybe she played that up a bit so that if she hadn't done that would there have been a film about her would anyone remember her she only killed seven people only In, in, in america that's amateur isn't it yeah, it's not, it's not loads. Yeah, and I mean, you're probably right. If she didn't act the way she did, she was really, you know, she did lots of interviews. You know, she was happy to to be featured on, you know, interviews and TV and stuff. So I do think maybe she did, you know, dial it up a bit. Maybe she was, oh, maybe she's just clever. 100% she was the fucking drama llama. <laughs> so the, the next one to die was Chuck. Car- 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 I do apologise. I don't know how to pronounce. I gotta pause you two seconds, mate. I'm so sorry. I gotta run a drink upstairs. I can hear my girl coughing. Yes, sorry, mate. I'll be down now. Sorry, mate, I'm back. Sorry, I know, isn't it, mate? Don't know what you were talking about then, no. <clears throat> um, yeah, so the next one was Clark, Charles Clark, Charles Clark's Clarksadon, age 40, 1990, May 31st. He was a part-time rodeo worker, and uh, on June the 6th, 1990, his body was found in Pasco County. He'd been shot nine times with the same sort of small caliber weapon so like it's she's escalating every time so it's gone like from i think it was the first one was like a couple wasn't it they found a couple of bullets um and it she did self-defense and then she's got away with it the next time she shot the guy six times and then the next time she shot the guy nine times and it's gone november 89 June 1990, May 1990, 
So she went from seven month gap after the first one to then literally a month, if that straight away, and it's gone up like she's just she shot the last one ninety times, ninety nine times, which is you know overkill, should we say? Fuck yeah! She's she's escalating with each kill. Um, I'd like to know because the one thing. It- she never sort of said was were they like calm shots or was it done in a rage do you get me yeah whether she just stood in front of them and shot them yeah. or whether it was like i know a, the way the film portrays it but she's like never ever said rage. she's never ever said you know oh i I just went crazy and or i was calm i did this it, it's never explained that bit she's yeah, just, it'd be interesting to know if it was like 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 um like an outlet for sort of like rage or was it planned it was you know like premeditated old, murder yeah um <clears throat> yeah she's the next one every single one of them was in self-defense yeah Pretty i much. think she did at first but then i think over the years she's sort of you know she embraced it a bit more yeah the but next what, one was uh gone was it actually premeditated any of them you know did she plan the murders or was it I think the moment thing, rage. I think she might not have planned the details, but I think she plans to kill. She knew she was going to kill him, just waiting for the time. Yeah, I didn't even know yeah. if she knew she was going to kill these people, or whether she just she knew she was going to kill someone, and they just happened to be who she came across. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, like the next guy was a retired merchant seaman. He was 65. He was a member of or a devoted member of Christian Outreach Ministry. And in June 1990, so like May to June, she killed three people. Um, she, so Sims had left Jupiter, Florida for Arkansas. And then on July 4th, his car was found in Orange, uh, Orange Springs. They, had, um, they were seen abandoning the car. Moore, the guy, uh, sorry, the Moore, which is her friend, the girl, uh, Tylia, I think her name was, and Wuornos were seen abandoning Peter Seams's car, um, and Wuornos's palm print was found on the interior door handle, but his body was never found, and as far as I'm aware, still never been found. Um, so you don't know if she escalated again in that, because it seems like that little period between May and June, she do she killed three people in like very very short space of time. Maybe something happened during that period to make her go on a because she then had like a little bit of a break. Um, I say a little like a month. Um, where Troy Burgess, who was a fifty-year-old sausage salesman from Okala, um, he went missing on the July or he's reported missing on July thirty-first. Um. August the fourth, he was his body was found in the woods again, same by the same road, which was State Road nineteen. Uh, he'd been shot twice, um, so the overkill was gone, but she was still killing. So do you know what I mean? Like that period of yeah. June and May, something. That's why I, I didn't want to like jump ahead of myself. But the one who got shot nine times, that's what I'm thinking. Was it done in a rage? Was it premeditated? Because then straight from him, you go to him and it's two shots. Mm. 
and like it's the short space of time as well like 31st of may to 10th of june or whatever it was it's like she all of a sudden like killed three people in like a month yeah and all of them each one escalated and then she left it a month and this guy was just shot twice again and then charles dick hump charles or otherwise known as dick humphreys uh, was aged 56, 1911 to September. He was a retired Air Force major, which is ironic that he, uh, a retired Air Force major, died on September the 11th. Yeah. Wow. Um, but he was a state child abuse investigator and former chief of police. Uh, September the 12th, his body was found in Marion County. He was fully clothed, but he'd been shot six times in the head and torso. His car again, was a very powerful camp. person. Oh yeah, he. I think he might have been the most sort of yeah powerful prolific. Yeah, it's um, but yeah, again, six times head and torso. His car was found in another county again. <clears throat> and again, chief of police. Let's be fair, especially the American police, they build up that knack to like suss someone out, don't they? Yeah. And I guess that's it. Maybe you'd never know you, whether there, there was... no way sort of... she is the person she is in her interviews. No way. She must have been... There must have been a difference to her, mustn't there? Yeah, she to be able to norm. get these people in a position where they could be killed. In the and way... She was really, like, charming and witty, because she, she's ugly as fuck. I mean, the only other thing is, is maybe, like, she had them at gunpoint. And she controlled him that way, you know. Yeah, but she'd have to lure him places and all that, and something would have gone wrong. Right, not really, not necessarily. If she, for instance, posed as like a hitchhiker, they stop, she gets in the car, when she got a gun, you know, she can, say, drive to the woods, and it's done. Do you know what I mean? She doesn't yeah. need to charm him or do any of that sort Wait, of yeah, stuff. Yeah, she didn't actually... Him that way. Now you've said that, I don't know where she's actually, like, met any of them. I think in the film, I'm sure in the film, a lot of it's portrayed as um, like she they, she gets in the car as a prostitute. Yeah. I'm sure that that's the way the film portrays her. Um, that but, could be the case, couldn't it? Because that... But my my <laughs> internet laptop's gone down, so I can't check, which is a bit frustrating. Um, and then finally was Walter Antonio, age 62. He was security guard and police reservist. And November 19th, his body, his naked body, was found near a remote logging site. Uh, he'd been shot four times. Five days later, his car was found. Um, so they're the people she killed. It does make sense that she do it as a prostitute, and that's why she got away with it for so long, because yeah, they're I'm not going to say where they're going, are they? So the police haven't even got a clue to go off. No, and I'm sure that's um, I'm sure that's what they portray in the film. Uh, like I say, my bloody internet on my laptop's not working for some reason, so I can't. I just went to quickly check then, and it's not working. So I'm going off my memory, which is not always the best in terms of film. Um, <laughs> but I think that's how they portrayed it in the film. Um, I, yeah, they did. Just uh, like finishing it off with a sort of apprehension and sentencing and stuff. Um, 
So July the 4th, 1990, her and her friend abandoned Peter Seams's car, which is the guy who was never found, because they were f- uh, they were involved in an accident. Wanted, wanted a girlfriend? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the Moore. lady who she with, uh, Tilia Tyler Moore. Tyler Moore, um, yeah. they, So they, basically, they uh, were in Peter Seams's car, had an accident, and then legged it, and their witnesses saw them sort of driving the car and running away. Gave the police the descriptions. They found, like I said, the, the fingerprints and the palm print inside the car. She, um, and obviously she had a criminal record in Florida. So when they ran the fingerprints, everything was on file. Uh, January 9th, 1991, she was arrested on an outstanding warrant for uh, at the last resort biker bar. The police located uh, their friend, Tylia Moore, the next day in Scranton, Pennsylvania. She agreed to elicit a confession from Wernos in exchange for immunity from prosecution. See, I don't know how I feel about that because whilst it's, there's nothing to say that Moore killed anyone, it does seem like she took part she in... She must have knew, known. She took part in the luring of them or she took part in the... You know, she was abandoning the cars and stuff. Yeah, but, I mean, aging in a bed. There, there's a big that. difference in that. If you know someone's doing these things, you you know, you're wrong if you don't do something about it. Yeah, I guess that. Unless, is. again, unless Wernos was that sort of charming and believable, she convinced her that every one of them was self-defence. Yeah. I don't know Moore's background and her upbringing, so... Yeah, and I, you know, that rings a bell from the film as well, in that her sort of convincing her that you know the prost she was doing the prostitution and they attacked her and then she sort of told them that it was self-defense yeah that makes sense <clears throat> so she agreed to try and get a confession as long as she had immunity basically um so under the police guidance she made telephone you know she phoned her pleading for her to clear a name three days later which was january the 16th 91 wernos confessed to the murders she claims that the men had tried to rape her and she killed them in self-defense um so that was the january 91 and then a year later in january 92 she went to trial for murder uh, of mallory who although previous convictions are normally inadmissible in criminal trials under the florida uh, it's called the Williams Rule. The prosecution was allowed to introduce evidence related to other crimes just to show a pattern of behaviour and activity. She was convicted of the Mallory's murder with the help of Moore's testimony. At the sentencing, psychiatrists for the defence testified that she was mentally unstable, had been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, antisocial personality disorder, and uh, four days later, she was sentenced to death. Um, she pleaded no contest to the murders of Humphreys, Burrs and Spears, saying she wanted to get right with God. Um, in a statement to, to the court, she said, in part, uh, I wanted to confess to you that Richard Mallory did violent rape me, as I've told you, but these others did not. They only began to start to. On May 15th, she was given three more death sentences. So she says that Mallory 
actually raped her and then she killed him. Whereas she said the others tried just to. tried to and yeah. then she killed him. However, that's it's despite everything and her being very creepy and unsettling and kind of admitting to everything, it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that they did try and rape her because she was, you know, she was a prostitute. They could easily have like wanted to like rape her or whatever and not pay. You know, it's not yeah. like completely not it that was the world she lived in as such. You know, you you, um, you hear these stories and things. They're yeah. basically, they're basically just shoplifters. Yeah, she um, so she in June '92 she pleaded guilty to the murder of Carcass Sedan. In uh, November '92, she received her fifth death sentence. Uh, how many times can you kill one person? Um, the defense That's made up the America the fifth death sentence. Just kill her, like like if you give someone a death sentence, just give it. Well, no, I want to see an in an electric chair that's got a guillotine above it with an electrode strapped to her while someone injects her. Well, so they like all go at the same time. All at the same time. The um the defense tried to uh sort of introduce evidence that Mallory had been tried for intent to commit rape in another state, and he'd been committed to a maximum security prison that provided remedy. Remediation to sexual offenders, but the records obtained from that institution reflected that from a 58 to 62, he was actually there for that reason, criminal charge of assault with intent to rape. But I mean, he received eight years of treatment in that facility. But, um, oh, and that's the other thing they said that uh, in the court that. The Mr. Mallory, who was like the first one she was convicted of, had strong sociopathic tendencies. So, I mean, but that was the judge refused to allow that to be admitted in court as evidence. And she denied, they denied Wernos's request for a retrial. Um, Wernos pleaded guilty to the murder of Antonio, was sentenced to death again. No charges were brought against her for the murder of Seams because the body was never found. In all, she received she received six death sentences. So she never they never recovered the body of Seams, and she was never charged because they never found the body. Which you know, is that's slightly weird because because she's got like the notoriety thing. You know, she clearly embraced the sort of that side of it, you'd think that she'd want to admit and say where the seam's body is. Like, she's being put to death anyway. It's not going to make any difference. Well, technically, it's a power thing, isn't it? I know you don't. You know, that's the last last grasp of power. Mm. She um, she told... It was all along, like, it was power. Yeah, possibly. She um, she told like, quite a lot of inconsistent stories about the killings and stuff. Like she had claimed that all the men had raped her while she was working as a prostitute, but then she later changed it to claims of self-defense or robbery. Um, 
and a desire that, to leave with that self-defense thing she said only one of them actually raped her the others tried to so yes, she, she said she that physically in overpowered every single one of them to get to her gun mm-hmm. and like she said that, all add up. Like to start with she had said they were robbing her or it was you know she she changed her story quite a lot and she did a documentary with a filmmaker called nick broomfield where when she thought the cameras were off she told him that it was in fact self-defense but she could not stand being on death row uh, where she'd been for 10 years at that point and she just wanted to die so there's that that side of it but like if she's as clever as we suspect she'd easily do that and she she knows like she could it's not difficult to work out if the cameras are on or off um but yeah depends how clever she is i guess yeah when she was she did the psychopath checklist she scored 32 out of 40 which is pretty bloody high to be fair isn't it? yeah um it have had that like evaluates individuals on a 20 item list of antisocial and interpersonal behaviors with each item scoring zero, one, or two. The maximum, obviously, is 40, depending on the location and research perspective. Uh, Scores above 25 or 30 are consistent with psychopathy. psychopathy. (laughs) Some of the things Um, they, like, question people about and things, though, it's, it's crazy how a brain works in responding to things. Like, I remember... Remember the place we both used to work for? Yeah, yeah. Well, if you remember, I got onto a very high-level management training thing. Yeah. And um, we all underwent this questionnaire before this event finished where they were going to pick, like, the winners as such. And I yeah. think it was, it was something ridiculous, mate, like a thousand questions. And it was only a yes or no answer. And it was you had to click it as fast as you could going through it all. Mm. And I'll never forget two questions in a row the first one was um do you want to go deep sea diving <clears throat> yes or no then the next one was have you ever wanted to kill your parents <sighs> but i answered yes to both because honestly most of the time you're not even taking the question in what's there you just it's your immediate yes no answer because we were all timed whatever and i spoke to that we had a psychiatrist there as well who was assessing us or whatever it might be i spoke to them after and they said um i was the first one to finish by like quite a few minutes and they basically said to me you were the only one really who did the test properly you didn't read the questions you just answered 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 as such and they told me about them two questions because i couldn't even remember it being in there to be honest mate Mm. and they said it's the way they wrote out this questionnaire and things and they said the answer you've given is the right answer how can it be i was like no no that's the wrong answer mate and he went no 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 he said every single child on this planet who has their parents around at some point will wish they were dead he said it is natural human nature of a child he said you've given the correct answer he said that's just your natural brain answering it he said the one who no they think about it before they answer it yeah it's one of the weirdest things ever to me and when when he's the way he explained it then he's right mate because every child i'll guarantee at some point that they don't know what they're saying or the gravity of it 
But no. they all think it. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. My young like... said it, wish you were dead. They don't know what it means. No. And they don't really wish you were. It's just like one of those things you yeah. say in a rage type thing. They, um, but like those, like psycho psychopathic tests and stuff. Psychoanalysis. They like, um, yeah, it's like they can be interpreted different as well by yeah, different totally. uh, different parts of the world, different doctors. But don't get me wrong, like I've got no doubt that Eileen oh, Eileen Warner is a psychopath. That shit crazy. So to finish but off, then I just tests could determine a sane person crazy and vice versa. Yeah, and that's why I always think. Mm. So, yeah, you know, she was executed on the second of ninth uh, of October two thousand and two. She declined her last meal, which uh, instead she opted for a cup of coffee. Her last words were, "Yes, yes, I would just like to say I'm sailing with the rock, and I'll be back like Independence Day with Jesus." June sixth. Like the movie, big mothership and all. I'll be back. I'll be back. Uh, she was the tenth woman in the United States to be executed, and the second in Florida. Um, yeah, she's very unsettling to watch. Yeah. Um, and just to finish off, I wanted to just talk about. So the Nick, there was the that director of the documentary, Nick Broom, Broomfield. Um, he's a very famous documentary about it's called Eileen, the life and death of a serial killer. Um, and I just wanted to finish by saying, like, reading what he said about her. Um, and he said, uh, sorry, uh, he said, I was so disturbed by the subject matter that I couldn't even watch the documentary back. She led a tortured, torturing life that is beyond my worst nightmares. It wasn't until I was told that Eileen spent many hours listening to my album Tiger Lily while on death row and requested the carnival be played at a funeral that I gave permission for the use of the song. It's very odd to think of, place, think of places my music can go once it leaves my hands. If I gave her some solace, I have to be grateful. So he could not even watch the documentary he made with her just because she was so Twist. creepy and unsettling and the stuff she was saying, which I think is a good way to finish off on Eileen Wernos. It's, um, yeah, she killed seven people. We both, uh, you know, she's very unsettling to watch. The film about her is really good. I do think it's probably been Hollywooded up a bit, but it is very good. Uh, and I Definitely Charlie Theron's best role. Oh yeah, and she won the awards to go with it. Yeah. Um, so guys, we'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks with another Serial Killer Files episode. Obviously, we have three shows a week coming out: Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Video versions: YouTube.com, Ace Podcast Nation. Audio versions are at Podcast.co, Acast, Pocket Casts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn Radio. You can check us out on facebook.com slash acecastnation, Twitter at acecast underscore nation. You can check Reese out at Shaw Celtic on Twitter. And um, until next time, we will uh, see you later. Cheers. 
Sports Social Podcast Network.